Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. So, like Jared said, I'm going to be finishing up Jude tonight. Um, and the scripture reading from Second Samuel sets up kind of perfectly for these last verses of Jude. Uh, the psalm that David sang that Jared read uh, it says, uh, just reading it, part of it again, starting in verse 33, it says, It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend above bronze. You make your saving help my shield. Your help has made me great. And you provide a broad path for my feet so that my ankles do not give way. David here is celebrating God's mercy and grace to keep him on track, right? Uh, In a similar way, Jude's doxology, the last two verses here, uh, and just a side note, doxology basically just means worship. It's like a a worship of God. Um, So Jude's doxology starts with, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. So you see the parallel there, kind of? Jude has confidence that God can and will keep the church from stumbling, not only because God has promised it, but because there are numerous historical and biblical accounts of his provision, Um, David being one of them, like Jared read. Um, Jude has been warning the church of false teaching, and one of the ways that we can know that what Jude himself is saying is is the, himself is saying is not false teaching, is the fact that it lines up and is evidenced by the rest of scripture. Uh, So before I go any further, though, I'm going to pray. Lord, uh, uh, we are living in a world that has run rampant with false teaching and idolatry, like Jude is warning us here against. It is pervaded and sought to ensnare even your church. Uh, Give us discernment to flee and avoid anything that might cause us to turn from you and distract us from the saving grace of the gospel. Help us also to have confidence in your promises to keep your church without fail until heaven. Uh, I pray also that you would give me the ability to speak and communicate your word well this evening and that those listening would hear it and be able to understand. Thank you for your grace and mercy over your church here and even across the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, So... Let's see, Jude, verses 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. So verse 24, like I said before, starts by saying, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. Uh, Jude starts his doxology like many doxologies start in the New Testament. He starts with God. Uh, God is at the center, and as a result, he deserves all the glory. Uh, God keeps his church from stumbling. Jude is not saying that believers will never sin. I think that's kind of obvious. We all sin probably daily. Um, uh, I mean, Romans... 
3 says that all have sinned and we are still inclined toward our sinful nature even after the Holy Spirit has come into our hearts. And obviously God does not ensure sinless lives for those whom he saves. What he does do, however, is promise to keep believers in salvation until they can see him face to face in heaven. In other words, the pressures of sin and the fleshly desires of the heart within a believer will never be able to separate him from God. Uh, John 10 says that no man is able to pluck believers from the hand of the Father. Romans 8 says that not even death or life can separate us from God's love. It's simply not possible for any one of God's elect or those who are truly born-again believers to be lost from salvation. You might remember verse 21 here. It says, Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And this exhortation still holds true, even though in 24 he says, Now to God who is able to keep you. And I've talked about this some in the past, but um, this exhortation still holds true only because God, it's God who strengthens his church to accomplish it. Um, ultimately, it's God's work. So, yes, we are, it's our action to keep ourselves in the love of God, but it's God who gives us the strength and the ability to do that. And so, ultimately, it all boils down to God. Um, this is why Jude can say that God is the one who keeps us. Additionally, Jude says that God will present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. And more literally, Jude is saying, in conjunction with the first part of this verse, that God will make you stand blameless before his presence. It's stand blameless. It's not, uh, it, it lines up right here, instead of stumbling and falling before God, you're standing upright, blameless before God uh, in his presence. So God keeps us from stumbling so that we can stand upright in his presence with great joy. God's redemption is joyful for us and for God. It's God's pleasure to redeem his church. And it should also bring joy to us because apart from his grace, we have no hope. Uh, it's um, the first question in the Westminster Catechism uh, is um, what is the chief end of man? And it's to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, what Judah's getting at here. We're going to stand forever in the presence of God for his glory with great joy. Um, now, moving on to verse 25. It says, To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. Jude lists lists several things here ascribed to God. Uh, God's glory, first, is deserved because of his public outworkings in believers and in the church. So if you think about it, if God's work is public, then his glory should also be public. Um, In my study of this verse, I was reminded of 2 Samuel 6. Uh, This chapter narrates David, another one in 2 Samuel, bringing the ark of the Lord to Jerusalem. Um, And as they were moving the ark, David danced before the Lord in praise. He made himself look like a fool in the eyes of everyone around. His own wife, it says that she despised him after this uh, because she saw him out of a window. Um, But he danced before the Lord in praise, even though everyone 
thought he was looking look ridiculous. Um, and so when we put God's glory on display for all to see, the world will not understand, uh, but we will have joy. We'll be filled with joy. Uh, second, the second thing that Jude puts here is God's majesty. Uh, God's majesty shows his worthiness to be praised. The word majesty puts God on a pedestal where he rightly belongs above everything else. It's, it lifts him up. It says, this is what you should look to. This is what everything in the world points to because this is the highest thing that ever has, will, and, and currently exists. Uh, and then finally, power and authority, kind of, kind of, they kind of have the same idea here. Um, did they denote God's sovereignty over everything? All things are in his control. Nothing is beyond his reach. Uh, he is governing over everything. Every little leaf that falls off of a tree has been uh, ordained by God to happen. Um, uh, all, yeah, all of these attributes, so his glory, majesty, power, and authority, have been attributed to God and will be attributed to God forever. Uh, there is no possible scenario in all of history where God does not receive all of the glory. Uh, quite the opposite, in fact. Um, one of the greatest historical uh, examples, I think, of the restoration of God's glory was the Reformation. Uh, the Reformation produced these five doctrines, also known as the five solas, that the Roman Catholic Church had kind of forgotten. Um, so uh, they, these basically can be summarized in a simple sentence. It's basically just a gospel message. It says something like, salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, as seen in scripture alone, and all to the glory of God alone. Uh, this is the gospel, even the whole Bible, even all of history is completely centered on God's glory before all time and now and forever. Uh, the, like Jude says here, um, before now, before all time, now and forever. Um, so be it. Amen. This is how Jude concludes his letter. He's saying, have confidence in what I've said and rest secure in his promises. Amen. And then if it's Okay, I know this was kind of short tonight, but uh, I'd like to conclude by reading 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Uh, in it, Paul says, So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So let's live by this this week. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.